Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, painting, flooring, and today, lighting. Yes, we have it all. Well, first I want to say that we are in Season 5, Episode 20. Time is going by very fast. And... Jem Funk is back with us. Jem is our lighting expert, and she is an interior designer as well as a lighting designer with Premier Lighting in Scottsdale. And I might say that even though she's in Scottsdale, she can be reached by phone and email, which we'll talk to her about in a minute. So, Jem, thank you very much for joining me again. Hey, Nancy. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Time is fleeting by, and we're getting into that summer heat. Ugh. I'm not going to complain because I don't like the cold, but... <laughs> we both came from cold. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about lighting. Remember, we talked about that, uh, you know, we're getting into... Of course, not in Arizona. We don't sit outside a lot. But the rest of the country spends a lot of time on their patio. In Arizona, we usually spend time on the patio in the evening, which brings us right to the subject of lighting on your patio and in your yard. Right, Jim? Yes. One of my favorite subjects to talk about because the area of outdoor lighting has grown immensely. There's so many exciting things to talk about. Yeah. And also I know that more and more people are spending more time outside. They're uh, trying to decorate their patio so that they're family room or whatever it opens up to becomes all one room. A lot of people are entertaining, especially since because of COVID, a lot of people weren't going out. So they've turned their house into a party house or an entertainment house where they feel more comfortable with their friends coming over, hence the lighting for the evening. So where do we start? Well, I think we should start with something everybody knows about, which is landscape lighting. If Not to say everybody knows every detail about it, but they know of landscape lighting. So we could begin there and where that's headed and where it's where it is right now. You know, landscape lighting, there's many different types of fixtures. So you can have pathway lighting, accent lighting. You could have well lighting. What do all these things mean? Well, pathway lighting typically, you know, is where you're walking. So usually it's on a stem of some sort and you're going to be walking down a sidewalk area or pavers. And this is so your guests, when they're coming to your house, don't trip or even yourself going into your own backyard. Safety first. Safety first. And that, that would be considered a pathway light. They're usually on a stake of some sto- sort or stem. Then you've got your uh, your accent lighting. Your accent lighting can be used uh, to light bushes, to um, kind of b- highlight your home, so to speak. You're going to use that usually on the corners of your home where it kind of sinks in one area and juts out in another. People tend to over landscape with landscape lights. I mean, that was a big 90s problem. Now with the LEDs, which is really one of the only ways they really want to sell them anymore. I'm sure out there there's a brand you can still get an old halogen or whatever, but why would you want to? With these LEDs, they're either built-in diodes, which means there's no light bulb, but an actual chip 
kind of mechanism that you're going to replace, or they're going to have replaceable LED bulbs. Of course, you're going to want these. They produce less heat. You don't have to worry about changing them as often as we used to change the old halogen. So, which were a pain. I mean, I remember being working in Chicago at the time. Of course, I was doing design and lighting. And I remember people would come in all the time looking for bulbs that were these weird shaped bulbs, halogen bulbs that they had to replace for their landscape lights. Now, the other piece of the puzzle besides accent lighting would be well lighting. Well lighting goes in the ground and it can be buried. You don't have to bury it very deep, but that's usually perfect to use, especially if you have these really tall palm trees, or if you're not in the West and you've got some big like pine trees in say the Midwest, they're gonna shoot up. And nowadays with these LEDs, you can get such a far degree of beam spread and good, bright. And good shadowing too. Oh yeah, gorgeous. I mean, yeah. we can now use where we used to have to use like two or three of these lights to light up a big palm or a big tall tree. You can now use one. So all the hotels and everything are buying these right up. I have a but stupid question. Is no question okay. stupid. <laughs> I know, but is there such a thing as lighting outside where you can just turn it on with an app instead of running electrical wiring all over your backyard? Yes, there is starting to be more and more coming out that's app integrated. And I think that's something in the future we're going to start seeing a lot more of. Everything is going very techy, you know, thanks to companies pushing the envelope like Tesla. You know, everybody wants to keep up with the Elon Musks of the world in every arena. So, so you're going to start seeing that more and more. So if you wanted uplights by your big, beautiful trees, you still have to... Uh, um, get the wire, cover it with the dirt, connect it to somewhere. I'm not an electrician. I never, <laughs> I never even tried to be an electrician. But it would be so much easier if you can just say, oh, yeah, I have an app. Let me just stick this in the ground and turn it on. Well, the good thing is nowadays you will, you know, if you want hardwired lights, you still have to run the wire, the low voltage wire, which I always like to joke and say, this is a case where you use low voltage wire. <laughs> another subject for another day, but people think okay. sometimes when you have a low voltage fixture, you always need to use low voltage wire. You don't, but on landscape lighting, you do. <laughs> so, um, and oftentimes you're going to need a driver, which is a tr like a transformer. And that's got to be, have a three prong plug that you're going to plug into the house outlet outside and that's going to power you up and make everything low voltage and then you run your wires from there and you, you usually you know you need to use a landscape designer or at least a designer like me or you if somebody does backyards like I do backyard design so I'm going to work with the landscape designer to make sure you have everything you need we get you enough uh, footage of wire, and then uh, you can plug in from there. The good thing and the savings is you don't need as many lights as you used to need in the past because the LED lumens, there's such a bright output now. And then you can also change the color of those. You could do warm white. You could do 
3000 Kelvin, which is right in the middle of the spectrum. It's not warm white and it's not blue. Some people like blue. You want to go a little cooler tone. That's going to be your 3500, your 4000, your 5000 is going to be real blue. And now they even offer, we sell products that are color changing. You know, I had a lady who actually, she lived actually, believe it or not, in the uh, con in a condominium. She had double balconies, a double unit. She wanted to grow plants and some pot, you know, not pot, <laughs> but like plants pot and plants. plants and food, you know, herbs and such. Yeah. So she required green lenses. I was able to do that for her because <laughs> it makes her plants happy. Yeah. So there's all sorts of things you can do. But that okay. would be under landscape lighting. Yeah. Um, yes. And if anybody's interested, boy, there's beautiful pictures online that would give you some ideas. And then when you actually need the lights, you can call Jem or somebody else. Um, we prefer you call Jem, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's talk about string lights. They're really getting popular and they are adorable. I love them. They are. They're so inviting. How can you not like string lights? I mean, the only thing I don't like about string lights is sometimes people overstring lights. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. go a little nuts with them. Yeah, but they can also, can they be on a dimmer? D yes, you can if you're, so they plug in typically, unless you have them, you have to plug them in no matter what. But if that outlet is, you know, connected to a dimmer in the house, you're good to go. Or that's or what you if you use a four or five strings you can always unplug a few if you wanted less light yeah i mean That's you the, could <laughs> the easy way to do that but the good thing is there's also different wattages so with the string lights you can get really filament you know very moody amber light mm -hmm. or you can go super bright if you really want to help light your yard and you so don't have enough light those light bulbs come in different sizes because i noticed that you can wrap them around a tree trunk yeah. Or you can uh, hang them from the top of a fence or you can hang them from your uh, covered patio roof, ceiling, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And so I saw different sizes. There is. So cool thing is you can buy the string lights. Some of them come with bulbs nowadays. Some you can choose the bulbs, but there's all different sizes. They have little mini bulbs. They have round ones. I've even seen some that had like a mirrored mercury bulb, you know, around holiday time. Yeah. You can, and the funny thing is, you just have to pay attention to the socket. So, whatever your socket fits, whether it be a candelabra base, like a, or a medium base, you can interchange them. So, you know, as long as you're not exceeding the wattage that that socket holds, and what does that mean? That means if it says max wattage is 60, you don't want to put a 100-watt bulb in there. <laughs> you yeah, know? you don't want to say, oh, that's okay. A little yeah. extra, no big deal, because you can lead to a fire. Yeah. But they're great. I mean, they, they're so inviting, so warm, so party-like, and you can have as many or as little as you want. Like at my house, we have a nice string across our covered patio. I'm letting, I, when we get into further subjects, I'll tell you what I have in my yard. But like my neighbors have like a whole str string of them, like several strands going over their yard, you know. So it's fun to see what everybody does with the string lights, I oh, think. Yeah. When I first noticed them, it was um, 
well, years ago, the outside dining restaurants would hang them all over. So you kind of equate that with dining. Totally. Totally. I think I I did that restaurant BKB over in Scottsdale Quarter Mall a few years ago, and we did those outside of his place, you know, just because he wanted to catch the attention of everybody uh, walking by. Definitely fun lights. Well, Mm -hmm. if you didn't want to go string lights, or maybe you do, but um, let's skip down to outdoor chandeliers. Yeah. Oh, how many times do we see that? I don't see that a lot. Well, I if you came to my house, I have outdoor chandeliers. Of course, I do. Lights, outdoor chandeliers. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, and so I have a pretty long yard, and so I have two gazebos, hardtop gazebos, and I have a sitting area in one, and in my sitting area, I have a, a little chandelier in there. And then I have another barbecue gazebo, which is like an outdoor kitchen. And I have an outdoor hanging lantern in there that kind of coordinates. So, and I'm encouraging more and more people. I've done them for my clients. Um, One of my clients had a beautiful pool. He lives in the Biltmore. And he had an outdoor gazebo with a fireplace. I also have a fireplace. I added that as well, but like you and I put a big chandelier in his little sitting area and it just looks so beautiful at night when you're in the pool and you see this beautiful outdoor chandelier, you know, in the sitting area with the fireplace and it just, I like to entertain. So, and I like every job I do, I try to have my clients invoke that entertaining, you know, aspect to their homes, but you can put them on a dimmer. I have mine on a remote. So if we know we're going to be outside. I just turn my chandeliers on, or if I'm going to be barbecuing, it gives me extra light over the barbecue. Wow. I'm coming to your house. Please. I love to entertain. They call me Auntie Mame. <laughs> so the chandeliers, I'm noticing bigger is better. No more of those little teeny weeny things. Exactly. I like big chandeliers. Make I mean, a statement. They do. I mean, you don't want to go, you want to still measure the space, but fit the largest chandelier you possibly can fit. Well, in doing my research, I found that anything having to do with lights should be rated, wet rated, or in Arizona, heat rated. Um, So what materials should somebody look for when they're doing an outdoor chandelier? First of all, I don't think I would suggest crystal because who wants to get up there and clean it all the time? Right. Not in this state. But oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're asking this question because it's actually such an important question. You do want to get a wet rated chandelier um, if at all possible. Why? Because typically on a wet rated chandelier, the bulbs are covered in some way and that way rain or dust can't get inside the socket and if Um, you live in florida the humidity too oh gosh yeah we don't have humidity here as everybody knows but no that's smart nancy because in like in florida it's going to be totally different than here now legally once something goes under a roof it's legally like damp rated they say but I still encourage people to get damp rated or wet rated fixtures out here in Arizona or California. Uh, But somewhere like Florida, you need a wet rated chandelier or anywhere, North Carolina, any of those states that get rain, hurricane, whatever. 
Mm. Um, and then also, what's the difference with outdoor lighting, period? It's powder coated. So it's not a painted fixture. It is powder coated. What does that mean? That means it's not going to rust. You want, you know, and of course in Arizona, you see people who will put inside chandeliers outside. If you're going to do that, just make sure it's under something well covered. You don't get rain in there. And then go to your local like Home Depot or something and get some Rust-Oleum clear coat and spray that finish a good little idea. bit, you know, yeah, to that's protect a good it. Idea. Well, let's talk about Studio 41 right now. Let's take a break and say that Studio 41 showrooms are constantly evolving. When you walk into a Studio 41 showroom, you're wowed because they have everything from cabinetry to uh, plumbing fixtures to cabinet hardware and now cabinets and some of the showrooms, not the one in Arizona, but the other 13 in Illinois have windows. They have a great team behind their products and they stand behind their service. So they do whatever it takes to make their client happy. I love shopping there, and that's my source for getting my plumbing fixtures for my clients and all my cabinet hardware. I have never, ever seen the selection that they have for cabinet hardware, so I suggest you can even go online. You can visit them at shopstudio41.com. If you don't live in Scottsdale or Illinois, then you have to go to the website. Otherwise, go visit their showroom. It's great. Okay, Jen, back to our favorite subject, lighting. Well, we talked about chandeliers, and the other thing that can go in your ceiling or covered patio would be fans. Yes. A so lot of people, fans. you know, I notice a lot of people are starting to put fans outside, but I also notice that some of the people have fans with droopy blades. <laughs> yes, they're very sad. Um, those blades, so those tend to be people who actually put an indoor fan right. outside. No, no, no. You don't want to do that because they get sad. <laughs> the well, with blades. the heat, the, the you know, what is it made of? Plastic, polyurethane, yes. whatever. It yes. just kind of droops like a sad daisy. Just goes it's sad, right. and that's a real way, fast way to date your house. But fans have come a long way for outside. There's so many beautiful styles. You can get them with lights. You can get them without lights. Whatever you prefer. So if you have recessed can lighting outside and you just want the breeze, go for the fan, no light. There's beautiful options out there, even ones with treated wood blades that are just gorgeous. Three blades, eight blades, whatever you want, whatever style, whatever look. So talk about the size that you suggest for the fans, because I know you got little ones to huge ones. Typically, most people are putting either like your standard 52, 54 inch outside. If you have a small patio, if you have like a double size patio, typically people will do two 52, 54 inch and or maybe even 60s and two 60s. Or people are doing like one big one, like a we now have like 84 inch and six. Yeah, God, 63, 72. Huge fan. What kind of fan would you put into a gazebo if you didn't have a chandelier? I just 
did that actually at a house. And I just, so there's a fan that everybody loves. It's probably the number one selling fan in the nation right now called the Maverick by Monte Carlo fans. And that is a wood treated three blade fan. And I've done that like in an area under a gazebo this they do run small so i usually size them a size up but the they run from a 52 inch 60 77 i think 88 and a 96 wow, that's a big gazebo. <laughs> yeah there's so actually uh years ago they used to have 36 inch fans i would say where would you put a 36 inch fan nowadays in a tiny bathroom yeah. i mean they seem yeah. to be useless now yeah, I put them in a tiny, like people who ask me, which is rare, but some people moving to Arizona will ask me or like Texas for a small baby fan in their bathroom because it's so hot, you know, and I mean, it could even do somebody fine in the Midwest in the summer, you know, and uh, but that's where I put that. I put it in the master bath, you know, if it's a sizable master bath because you know, nobody wants to be hot after you just got out of a nice shower and you're sweating. <laughs> so a yeah. fan would help. Or you have to turn your air conditioning on and uh, boy, that it's Now, a before little... we move on from fans, there is a new style out there called a you know, fandelier. And fandeliers are kind of cool. You get your chandelier and your fan in one unit. So it looks like a chandelier but it also has a fan in it. And there's some that are exterior rated hmm. like Hinkley, uh, uh, Hinkley lighting from Ohio. Um, they have one that's, that's that look, which we have on display at premier lighting. Well, I've noticed that fans have really come a long way. It used to be, well, you got the blades, you either have a light kit or not, you know, big deal. Now they've become art pieces. They are. They some are. Them, I mean, especially the contemporary your client, ones. Your client, the fan we're doing in that house is right. totally art. <laughs> that was was that Fanimation? That's Minka Air. Oh, Minka Air. Yeah. Yeah. Very That's cool. Like fan. sculptural. Okay. Uh so when we go outside, we should probably talk about and we talked about um lighting outside along the walkway. But what about the decks, the stairs? You know, like I said, safety first. I was looking at some pictures of lighting on stairs outside and there is a, a large selection. You can have them in your riser, flush with the riser. You can have them on the sidewall as you're going up the stairs. You can have them underneath the overhang of a stair hanging over a riser. So you're not, I mean, you've got a big selection there, right? Oh, there's so much out there and it's all very affordable to do. And, and boy, does it make a difference, especially at night. You it know, does. You I it. mean, it's, it's better than lighting three candles when you go out there. <laughs> yes. The old days, the real yeah. old days. Okay. I know you wanted to talk about lamps. Oh, yes. Lamps so outside. Excited. Yeah. I'm so excited about this category. God, I'm such a lighting nerd. But you are. <laughs> I am. I just love lights. They just make such a difference in the house. But lamps, so there's actual lamps that look like portable lamps you would put in your house that are rated to put outside that you plug in. 
And boy, does that make an outdoor living room fast, you know? <laughs> you, oh, yeah. You know, or Definitely. the floor lamps, the too. The ambiance of what people are doing, the, um, the outdoor living space, you almost have to say, wait, is that inside or outside? It's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, the outside's getting so gorgeous now in certain states, you know, that we really, like here in Arizona, we really treat it like an extension of our home. Yeah. Um, but the besides the lamps that look like indoor lamps and in, table lamps or floor lamps that plug in, now typically those will have a wet rated cord so they can be rained on. They'll typically have the bulb covered Mm-hmm. So again, protected from the elements, and they'll usually have a three-prong plug instead of like that two. They'll have the which three. means it has to be grounded. Exactly. So there's also which I love this category, which is now the USB lamp. We're selling a lot of products. A lot of these came out of Europe, but more and more vendors are doing them now in you know all around the board but they actually can charge on a usb or a standard plug inside your home and then you take them outside when you're ready to entertain and typically they'll last you know like eight to 20 hours depending on the brand and they have the cutest little lamps there's some little skinny stem ones we sell that are by a line called poldina that have you could put them on like an outside bar um, or oh, on a little table. Um, I have a lady who actually comes in. She loves them so much. She bought them for herself, but she buys them now for every friend for their birthday. Oh, cute. Because she loves them so much. And they come in all different colors um, from gold leaf to teal to <laughs> sage green and pink. I mean, you name it. Um, we'll even do custom colors. <laughs> do they also make floor lamps or just table lamps? They'll do just table lamps, but they also do sconces and pendants that can be charged by the USB as well. <laughs> so, so how do you hang your pendant and then how do you charge it? Well, you'd have to use a hook, you know, and they just hook up and, you know, you hook them back up when you go outside. They have like a little string and uh, then you unhook it when you're done entertaining and go plug it in inside sounds, your house. Sounds like hanging lanterns. Yeah. I mean, they're super cute. The and they're lamps. made of metal. <laughs> so they're powder coated and everything. Nice. Um, and then the other lamp, the last one I'll tell you about that I'm just crazy for, um, we have lamps that you can actually charge with usb it's a lamp that actually dims so you can control if you want it really brighter you want it dimmed down but they also are a speaker so they double as a bluetooth speaker so you can play your music through them so you now where do you get the music actually you well don't have that's to coming from your phone <laughs> oh so you yeah. don't, i was gonna say you don't have to install outside speakers no. But you have to have an app on your phone that plays music like iHeartRadio or Sonos or something. Like people and could then, listen to us outside, Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> they can listen true. to this show. <laughs> that is yeah. true. Well, interesting. Well, they've come up with a lot of nice things. Uh, I did want to ask you when you mentioned that the, um, I think it was the battery-powered lamps come from Europe. What is your lead time on that with all the problems everybody's having with the supply chain? Um, yes. Give so me the that's, news. 
well, you know, we've been fortunate. We were deemed essential business in our business. Um, for the most part, we've been able to deliver in a timely manner. There's a few lines here and there that are stragglers. Like I just ordered that speaker I was telling you about. That's taken a while to come in because it is coming from overseas. So, I mean, but uh, what I said to my customer and client was that it's so worth the wait because I've had one in my hands and the sound is amazing. You don't have to put speakers all over your yard. So and when you say it. it takes a while to come in, are we talking six months? Months, yeah, months. Yeah, really? Yeah. It seems like everything is taking six to nine months. Some of them are taking a year. Yeah, like I need a new car. That's not fun right now. <laughs> so I'm hanging on to mine. Okay. Solar fixtures. Tell me about solar fixtures. I can't. So they would run on sunlight. Sun. Yeah, the sun. <laughs> so if so, you live in Michigan, forget it. Yeah, forget it. Or like, you know, London, forget it. No, Chicago, unless it's summertime. Um, hey, no, we have the best of both are... worlds because we have a lot of sun. Okay. Yes. A lot of people complain about the heat, but we have less rain. A lot of people are complaining because we have water shortage. But if you look at the good things, you know, yes. a happy gazebo with beautiful lights, we're okay. We are okay. I mean, we really do live in a beautiful place. Oops, there's Vito. So he's like, Mom, are you done yet? Anyway, so solar fixtures are amazing. They've come a long way. I can only speak to one brand in particular that's amazing. And it's called Gamasonic. And I'm giving them a plug because they have fixtures that withstood the the fires in California. Really? They, they do commercial grade and residential grade, but like I just had a client get them for they her son. She has all sons. They play soccer in there, and she just didn't want to run the wires. Oh, Vito's ready for me to <laughs> put him to bed. Anyway, well, how do you Vito spell that do- company? Oh, G A M A, and then Sonic S O N. C-I-C. Wait. S-O-N-I-C. Sonic the Hedgehog. S-O-N-I-C. We're trying to hurry up because Vito's getting a little nervous. Oh, yeah. He's ready. I did want to talk about Monogram Kitchen Appliances. So say hello to Vito while I'm talking about Monogram. You can... Monogram has intelligent appliances, and you can experience peace of mind, convenience, and an optimized performance with their Smart HQ app, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone, checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle. It's amazing what your phone can do, from lighting the back patio to uh, controlling your appliances. You can go to monogram.com to learn more about these appliances or visit your local showroom and ask a qualified salesperson to explain to you about the monogram appliances. So I want to talk real quick, Jim, about LED lights. I know you had two tips that you were going to talk about. Yes. Oh, Vito. Do you want to go in your little bed? Sorry. (laughs) He wanted to come in. You want to get on the podcast? This okay. is the only <laughs> podcast about interior design that has guest 
dogs. <laughs> Appearances by pit bulls. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, so Vita wants me to talk about this. <laughs> so the way of the incandescent bulb is going away, as you all know, I'm sure. But are there still incandescents available? Yes. But I would recommend switching to LED again because there's so many different color temperatures. And you can really control, you know, if you want a warm, inviting area, uh, atmosphere or a cool one. Well, but, like I tell my customers, though, the yeah. best advantage to an LED is you don't have to change the light bulb very often. It's amazing. Yes, yes it'll, <laughs> it'll outlive us. Some of them yeah. will. Some, oh, of, them some will. of them will. Like yes. I haven't changed. I moved in my house what seven years ago or so now i haven't changed a bulb since i led the whole house yeah well you know i do a lot of designing with people with 10 and 12 foot ceilings and it's not fun to hire somebody or get up on that ladder to change the bulb so all the cans that i use have led lighting and the people love it they're usually on a dimmer and you can pick the Kelvin that you want for this LED. I usually um, pick a 3500 because it's um, it's midway between. I don't like yellow lighting, so it's midway between a very soft light and a very bright light. And I don't think uh, anybody has complained about that. So a 3500 Kelvin can lights. That's a necessity, especially. Well, you know, even if you're not remodeling and you have can lights, you can retrofit them so that you can switch them over to LEDs. Yes. And um, there's one last product, too, I wanted to tell you about, which I'm so excited, called Starfire. It's by Satco Lighting. They have an array of uh, bulbs you can use outside. Um, they have all sorts of can lighting you can use inside, outside, plug adapters. What's super cool is you can download their Starfire app, and you actually can color change the lights. And you can also have just an option of white. But say you don't, you know, some people want to be ready to go for the holidays or, you know, whatever. You can use these, their app to color change. If you have the Starfire bulb or the Starfire um, retrofit for your can, or even a light bulb inside a lamp, you can, yeah. or your stream. Or even your outside uh, sconces or yes. carriage you, lamps. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. some people love color changing, some people don't. But I mean, if you're a person that you want to be ready for the holidays or a birthday party or whatever, it's a really cool app. <laughs> um, and it's called Starfire. And that's by Satco Lighting. That was a quick commercial. Sorry, but I had to tell you because it's a new product and it's very affordable and super cool. Wow. Jem, I think Vito's ready for bed and we're going to uh, let everybody know that, well, they can easily feel that you are so happy when you talk to about lights I and am. that you're a lighting person who knows just about everything. So if anybody out there has any questions for Jem, don't hesitate. I will give you the information on how to reach her. So do we have any last minute chats, comments? 
Mm, nothing can't think about it but well i would say this if you I are you planning you know me yeah. if you are <laughs> planning on doing lighting or any design for that matter start ahead because oh, of those yeah. lead times you know yes you know i do that every time i do a podcast no matter who i'm talking to their product is out at least six months and it's no more can you decide, oh, I think I'm going to remodel my kitchen this weekend. Forget it. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> that so, day's over, so at least I'm, right now. I'm still waiting for tile that's coming in from Australia, and they're not hitting their target dates. Um, we keep getting delayed, delayed, delayed. So you have to have patience, a lot of yes. patience. Don't, and no, yeah. the word estimated means they can change it on us. <laughs> oh, that's what's been happening. But, yeah. uh, you know... And I hate to say this, but there are people that get um, impatient. They start yelling at their salesperson or their rep. designer. No. Yeah. Well, luckily they don't yell at me, but there's nothing we can do. You just have to be patient. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not something that people are doing on purpose and they're hiding the information from you because they want you to wait longer. Um, I'm sure that as soon as your product comes in, they certainly want you to have it because they want to get paid and they want to make room Move for other <laughs> stuff in the warehouse. So, yeah, to, uh, that was an important point that you made. It really so was. Thank you, you could do a whole uh, podcast on that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. And as you can tell, Jim and I have fun every time we do a podcast. And share them. They, um, they are nothing but, anything but dull, I should say. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And that's a website I have about design. And if you have any questions for me or for Jim, Email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com, and I'll pass those questions you have on to Jem. And if you have any for me, I'll answer them. Jem, it's been a pleasure. I hope Vito didn't mind staying up late. No, I think he, he, when his brother goes to bed, he wants a cookie, or as we would say in Italian, a biscotti. <laughs> You're right. He, that's so what he, he waits until his brother goes to bed so he can have one to, all to himself. Yep. Yep. Very, very nice. Yes. <laughs> not the least bit spoiled. No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Hey, have a great day. Everybody stay safe. And Bye, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Jim. Bye.